Hello and welcome back to Chatting Rabbis. After a short hiatus of about two weeks, we're back. This is Eliezer Zalmanov in Munster, Indiana. Mendy Chetrik, finally in Istanbul, Turkey. <laughs> you're grounded, you're home after all your, uh, your travels. Everybody's busy, but you're, uh, you're a very special kind of busy when it comes to your vari- the various hats that you wear. So uh, without any further ado, let's jump right in and uh, tell us a little bit about your escapades of the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, I'll tell you about some of them at least. I'll start with the fact that um, it was Lagboimer. We had a great time here in Lagboimer in Istanbul. <coughs> we had the barbecue. We had a, um, a band and we were dancing and we were singing and happy and eating, of course, uh, good burgers and other delicacies, adanas and other things, which you don't know what the, these are. So we had this for uh, Lagboimer and then came home and I was following what's going on uh, all over the world, the Lagboimer festivities. And then um, I've heard uh, what's going on in uh, Jerba. Jerba is uh, an island off the coast of Tunisia, Tunisia the country. And in Jerba, there's a very unique Jewish community. And the unique Jewish community has a unique synagogue called the Lagriba Synagogue. And in the Lagriba Synagogue, which is a very old synagogue, some people say it's even 2,000 years old, or it has some parts of it are thousands of years old, um, they have a custom of gathering there for Lagba Omer, uh, in honor of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, and hundreds and thousands of people come from all over the world. So I was uh, tuning in to see what's going on in Lagriba. I have some good friends who go there, who live there. And slowly I've uh, started hearing that there's some shootings going on in Lagriba. I stayed up a whole night to find out what's going on. I was in touch with the, with the Rabbi Bitan and with others <coughs> in uh, Jerba. came towards the morning, I understood that unfortunately two... Uh, Jews have uh, have been killed. So the shooting was just in the streets or was targeted uh, to the Jewish community? So at that point I did not know. And I'm not sure everybody knows exactly <coughs> today what happened. We do know today that there was uh, a, um, a, a soldier, a Navy man, who, um, who took a gun and start shooting towards the Jews at the Lagriva synagogue. He, unfortunately, he hit two uh, two Jews who were standing cousins who were standing in a parking lot right next to Lagriva. The he also killed four guards, policemen who were, you know, making sure that he wasn't able to get into the synagogue into the compound. And he killed uh, three uh, three policemen. And um, finally, the police was able to stop him by literally <clears throat> driving over him and stopping him this way. Um, but <coughs> very, very unfortunate situation. But as, as soon as I heard that, I called up my, my good friend, um, Levi Matosov, our good friend Levi Matosov, and also second cousin, second or third? Uh, I've lost count. Okay, but he's a second or third cousin. And, and, um, and he shares an uncle with you also. And he shares an uncle. And his grandfather is from, was from Tunisia, and his father was from Tunisia. 
So uh, definitely uh, with a lot of connection, both uh, uh, emotional, spiritual, and uh, physical connections to the place. And I told him, uh, Levi, let's go. And immediately Levi said, 100% right, let's go. We're going together to Tunisia. And that night, I, uh, that evening, I, t- I told, uh, I, I got on a flight, and we arrived in Tunis, first of all. We were supposed to uh, stay in Tunis for a couple hours and continue on a flight to Jerba. Uh, meanwhile, we heard that the bodies of those who were murdered were brought into Tunis. Tunis is the capital of Tunisia. We, kept, we went to, uh, um, early in the morning, we went to uh, to help with the tahara. Don't do tahara uh, cleaning of the body while for people who died uh, for sanctifying God's name, Al Kiddush Hashem. We call them kedoshim, but we um, we do uh, you know wear the dress them with uh, with the proper tachrichim, proper shrouds that you uh, that you dress people and. You know, do the proper uh, uh, burial rites, and I was there uh, assisting together with uh, Levi um, with this whole process uh, and helping the Chavakadisha that came all the way from Jerba to uh, to do this process. It was really, really heart wrenching. Um, very, very difficult scene to see the family of those uh, holy people. Uh, no, the cries. The it was, it, it was a terrible, terrible scene uh, for quite a few hours until the bodies were uh, then uh, flown out from the Tunis Tunis airport to um, to burial in France and in Israel. Um, while the bodies were transported to the airport, I went together with uh, Levi. We went to the Oli Yosefitzchak to the or Torah Ole Svitzrak school that was founded by Rabbi Nissan Pinson um, in uh, in Tunis uh, gave a sh- short uh, Torah class to the few kids who are there in the school. To imagine a school from kindergarten till I believe uh, ninth grade it only has twenty kids. Wow! And we, you know taught a little bit the kids a little bit, spoke to them a little bit about the significance of being Jewish, being Jewish in Tunisia. It was quite wonderful to see uh, the mikvah, to see the um, to see the, the place where Rav Nissen Pinson used to daven every day and taught uh, chassidus. It was quite an amazing scene. And from there, together with Levi, we flew to, uh, to Jerba. We flew to Jerba, we were... Um, Received very, very nicely by the police force who were accompanying us uh, throughout the whole trip. But the first thing we were uh, driven to, uh, to the house of the chief rabbi of of, Tuni- of Tunisia, the chief rabbi of Jerba, Rabbi Chaim Bitan, who is really a, a, uh, a powerful person packed in a very short, very uh, small body. Small package. Very powerful person, very learned, very determined, knows exactly what he's doing, and a very uh, strong personality for his community and in, in, in his community. We spent a long time uh, together. He gave us, a, he accepted us in a, with a beautiful uh, uh, reception meal. 
and um, we sat together, spoke about you know words of Torah, spoke about uh, um, about Rabbi Yomon Garadetsky, about uh, Rabbi Nissan Pinson, about uh, other Hasidim who came through and stayed in his house and ate in his house. Uh, some of uh, some of the Pinson kids uh, lived literally in Jerba. Now, Jerba is a really unique Jewish community. It's a community of, I don't know, maybe 1,500 people. And they all live in the same village. 1,500 Jews. 1,500 Jews. Um, everybody is uh, Shomer Shabbat. Everybody is uh, Tzaniut. Everybody is uh, eating only kosher. Living in a village that has an Eruv. They even have a communal oven where everybody brings their cholent pots as things used to be in the olden days in the shtetls. So the same oven where everybody gets their pitas every day, that is where they bring their cholent pots, the hamin pots on Friday and pick them up on Shabbos afternoon. Um, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Chaim Vitan uh, brought us to see the beautiful yeshiva that he runs. Yeshiva that has uh, 300 kids. No limudei chol. Only limudei kodesh. No English, no French, no Arabic, only in Hebrew. Wow, and that's, and that's in, Jer- in Jerba. In Jerba. 300 kids. Boys or girls. No limudei chol. Wow, that's fascinating. And, no, and, the, and, the, and, and these 1,500 Jews living there, they're... Their families have been there for generations, or are they transplants. From yes, other yes, Fam- family families have been there for thousands of years. Some claim since by uh, Trishon, some uh, for claim from after. Some are maybe not from Jerba itself. Some from Zarzis, which is not far from Jerba. But uh, yes, it's a, a what you would call the native Jewish community. How do you get there by ferry? How do you get there from Tunis? So you you fly. It's an hour flight from Tunis to Jerba, and we walked around and saw the Jewish community, the the Jewish neighborhood, and from there drove together uh, with uh, Rabbi's son, as well as uh, as uh, Imam Hassan Shalgumi, who is a good friend of ours. And uh, we together we went to see the uh, the place where the 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 shooting happened. Um, this was uh, it was quite moving, moving on one hand of what we participated in in the morning, uh, and seeing on the other hand the force of continuity of Jewish life, of dedication to our history which is still going on in, in Jerba. We went to see the uh, gold market where most of the Jews of Jerba work. Uh, all, most of them are uh, goldsmiths um, and have their shops one next to each other. Uh, you know, each one has his unique uh, things which he sells and people from all over the area, you know, uh, tourists and others come to buy uh, gold. It's the center of uh, gold uh, purchasing and in for the, for the whole region. Quite an amazing, amazing uh, Jewish community and such a horrible tragedy that has befallen on this uh, Jewish community that is living um, maybe... One of the last 
uh, strongholds of uh, real Jewish community and indigenous, we would say, Jewish community that has been practicing the same Judaism as we all do, but doing it on an island off the coast of Tunisia. It's an amazing, amazing place, amazing Jewish community, very delicate, very holy, I must say. I came out both uh, heartbroken and motivated and impressed. Flew back that night to, uh, to Istanbul. Do people from that community move away? Do they make Aliyah? Do they move to other countries? It's probably one of the only Jewish communities in, uh, in our region in our greater geographical region, which is not diminishing in numbers. No, people people live and stay living in the place. There's That's uh, fascinating. And you said that they've been practicing the same uh, same traditions and the same Judaism that we have. Obviously, we, and we've spoken about this in the past on the podcast, uh, where traditional Torah Judaism, based on the Torah Shabal Peh, on the oral traditions, has been the same in both Ashkenazi and Sephardic and other uh, in other uh, Middle Eastern communities, which speaks to the authenticity of the uh, traditions that we all share. But I'm going to ask you a question, and maybe I'll put you a little bit on the spot, and feel free not to answer. Um, would you eat in someone's house there? I ate at the rabbi's house. You ate in the rabbi's house there? Of course, I ate at the rabbi's house. It was, it was an amazing, amazing, amazing food. An amazing, uh, amazing hachnasat orchim, an amazing, uh, it, was, it was unbelievable. First, uh, the hachnasat orchim of the rabbi, his, uh, his irat shamayim, his, uh, his behavior, it, it was an amazing thing, and the food was amazing too. I, I thank the, the rabbanit very much for the food that she served us. It was, it was amazing. That's a, that's a fascinating testament to the... Uh, power and the strength of tradition, where you can have a Jew who, who follows generally Ashkenazic tradition, who lives in Istanbul and travel four hours on a flight and then another flight and show up at a rabbi's house whose families and traditions have been almost identical for thousands of years. We follow the same Torah, the same halacha, and you, you're comfortable eating in his house. I think that's a, that's a tremendous uh, testament. I didn't even have a question about it. It was it was an unbelie- it was unbelievable. It, so I came out heartbroken on one hand, inspired on the other end. I mean, the, I was also it was heartwarming for me to see there's uh, on the school in Jerba also it says that it, uh, it's called Ole Yosef Yitzchak. Um It says it was built with the, the help of the emissaries of the Rebbe. Uh, Rabbi Nissen Pinson, Rabbi Yom Gardetsky. Um and I think that was uh, itself is, uh, was an important uh, lesson for me to see of the, the reach of the Rebbe's work, which was unbelievable. Are they still using the same curriculum? Uh, I, that, uh, yeah, the curriculum of Torah, Chumash and, and Gemara is definitely the same. Um, uh, what was what also amazing, just uh, quite interesting, is that when I came back home, I received a uh, a call from a friend who, who had an inspiration to send a donation to a Ohole Yosef Yitzchuk school in North Africa. And I said, well, I just came back from one. I'll be more than happy to pass on the donation. They'll be more than happy. They need it. 
and um, so, so we did, so we did. So I definitely the, that whole part of the trip was 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 very amazing. For our listeners who are not familiar with the uh, with the terminology, so Ola Yosef Yitzchak is obviously named for the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak, the Rebbe Rayatz, and many schools, especially in North Africa, which were founded uh, shortly after his passing. Uh, were named for him by the shluchim that the Rebbe had sent there in the 50s. And later on in uh, in Israel too, the vast network of Chabad-sponsored schools is also uh, re- named for the previous Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak, the Rebbe Rayatz, and it's called the Reshet Ola uh, Yosef Yitzchak as well. And uh, the emphasis being on, on chinuch and providing Jewish education for children, for Jewish children from all walks of life, especially those who are perhaps... Uh, underprivileged or uh, underserved, and that's where, uh, where the Rebbe's shluchim come in to the picture and, uh, and make a difference and, and make a, a long-lasting uh, impact for uh, these children, for their families, and uh, the fact that these, uh, that these schools are still in existence is, again, uh, the greatest testament to the impact. Right. And then uh, we came back to Istanbul. Um, Came back. Uh, I came back. Uh, Levy went back to. Uh, he lives in Paris. I came back to Istanbul, and I um, had had Shabbos here with uh, maybe seventy people for on Friday night and the whole day. You know, okay, as we do every Shabbos, and then uh, the next day, uh, traveled with my wife Chaya to another amazing experience, which was to the Chabad Regional Conference hosted by Rabbi Levy and his wife, Hannah Banon, uh, in Casablanca, Morocco. Um, so, again, we flew across the Mediterranean and got back to the sa- almost the same region as Tunisia. You say regional, but really regional is just a uh, generic borrowed term. Yeah, it's generic. Uh, it's a borrowed term because, we're, well, you could call it, it's the, uh, in, in the Chabad terms, it's called region. The Eastern Hemisphere. Uh, Eastern for what? If you're standing on your head, then it's Western. Exactly. So, um, so, but we, we and the the conference in in uh, in Morocco had its its own unique uh, unique uh, aspects. We started the conference in the city of Fez, in the house of Maimonides, in where in which we uh, have uh, celebrated the completion of the study of of the Rambam of Mishnah Torah. And doing it in the house of the Rambam, in Fez, had a whole separate aura to it. Of course, uh, I, I, me and my wife, we landed straight in Fez, didn't take the four-hour drive from Casablanca to Fez. We did have the four-hour drive from Fez to Casablanca and the way back. But um, we came to Fez, did the, about a half an hour of sightseeing and exploring of this beautiful, beautiful city. Um, if you ever go to Morocco, go to Fez too. Um, and then uh, we, uh, we participated at the, at the, in the old city of Fez, in the old Jewish quarter. Today, I don't think there are many Jews, but there's still a kosher restaurant under the OU. We ate there as well um, in, in the city of Fez. Uh, it was quite amazing. Amazing to have uh, Rabbi Rafael Banon, uh, the father of Rabbi Levi Banon, um, doing the siyum. We had uh, Rabbi, of course, Rabbi Moshe Kotlarski, who was the organizer and the host 
and everything else that stands behind in front of this kinus. We had also uh, the sons of the previous uh, emissaries of the Rebbe to, um, to Morocco. We had Rabbi Edelman from Vienna, uh, who was there to represent his father, the late Rabbi Sholem Edelman, who was the Rosh Kollel in Casablanca. We had Rabbi Yossel Matosov from France, whose father, Rabbi Shlomo Matosov, was the head shliach and the bakoyach of the Rebbe in Morocco. We had Rabbi Mendel Raskin from Montreal, whose father, Reb Label Raskin, was the head of the Uforatsu, the youth movement, Tzairi Agudas Chabad of Morocco. Um, and having that, uh, and having them there together with Rabbi Banon, um, and together, you know, it really, you felt sort of a history reconnecting and moving on, and attaching uh, itself to the future and moving on to the... It, it, it was unbe unbelievable. Were there any representatives of the Lipsker family, from uh, Reb Michal Lipsker, who was the original shliach in Morocco? Um, no, though Michal Lipsker is, of course, my, my wife's uh, great-uncle. Um, okay, so <laughs> you represented we, him? We, no, we did not <laughs> represent him, not at all. But um, the, these were the... The the Rebbe Shluchim who were there till you know always all 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 the way till uh, till the the, the, the to very to quite recently, Abshol um, Edelman passed away now during Corona and of course Abshol Edelman's wife is still there and Rabbi Raskin's wife is still there. Uh, they each one each one runs his own uh, respected Moisad. From Fez, um, after after the Sium, we had uh, a reception thing with uh, that included the mayor and the governor of the city, as well as the heads of the uh, security forces. So it's quite uh, it was quite well attended and quite a quite a strong showing. It was it was very very interesting, uh, quite an interesting uh, in, interesting event. From from Fez, we drove to. Um, we drove to uh, to Casablanca for the next uh, day and a half of um, of a very a very strong uh, and important discussions between the shluchim uh, discussions uh, about how to handle different things. We spoke about the chinuch of our kids. We spoke about how to handle uh, different disagreements between uh, shluchim that do happen from time to time and how to deal with kashos and how to deal with uh, different issues of security, of managing of guests, of tourists, and how to deal with, with Israeli tourists and how to deal when your community dwindles and you only have tourists. Uh, various issues that they you know, but the most important is the feeling to, that you sit together with fellow uh, shluchim, fellow emissaries of the Rebbe, who share um, very much the same concerns and the same difficulties that uh, that we all do. As I I mentioned, uh, maybe I mentioned even here last year in this podcast when we came back from Portugal, that this was a conference for shluchim who are schleppers. If you have to schlep your food from a place for, because you don't have a grocery shop or a shop right then where you could buy kosher food next to your house, then you're welcome to join this kinos. That, that's a, that's a good uh, demographic. There's a cam cam campus shluchim and a sitin shluchim and YJP shluchim and schlepper shluchim. Yeah, if you have to pack up suitcases whenever you go to Crown Heights in order to and to bring with you chicken, meat, cheese, uh, crackers, then you could then then you belong to this uh, to this group.
and um, you, I think it was it was quite quite successful. We we visited the the moistest uh, places of where um, we we visited the schools and the yeshiva of Rabbi of Rabbi Raskin. We visited the school and the yeshiva of Rabbi Edelman. We had the, the head of the Jewish community, Mr. Serge Bardugo, attended and spoke about his experience with the uh, with the. Uh, with the Rebbe Shluchim and how uh, Rabbi Lipsker, uh, you know, uh, attended even to his father's deathbed in in Meknes. We spoke about uh, with Rabbi Katlarski gave everybody a lot of inspiration and direction and how we should handle various issues in their in their shluchis. Um, we we envied uh, some of our uh, guys who have uh, built up uh, uh, bigger. Campuses and build and 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 buildings and some of us who didn't. We also saw the beautiful work that Rabbi Levi Banon and his wife have put in. We saw the the work that they do in Morocco, and the shul that they built, which has become a center for uh, for the youth who have come together. We were there we actually. We went to Avon Mincha, and there was a whole youth movement, like thirty kids sitting there and studying as part of Sitins. It was quite quite something to be while we the conference was going on. Rabbi Banon was still pushing ahead with his uh, with his uh, shluchis, with his uh, program regular programming that was going on at the same time simultaneously. Uh, about ten minutes walk from where the conference was in the Chabad house. Um, so being together with uh, fellow shluchim and emissaries of the Rebbe of Lubavitch, who um, uh, in a, the same geographical region as where I was before uh, in Tunisia and seeing how all these things come together that at the same time tragedies happen security is something that should be taken into consideration something that we should be uh, worried about and work on at the same time we shouldn't fall to despair we should move on and work more our response to tragedy is always build more, do more, be more active, more vibrant, more visible. Show yourself out to be doing God's work and God will show himself that he's with you. Amen. Amen. We should be proud of who we are, both as, uh, as rabbis, as shluchim, but also as Jews in general. All, all Jews should be able and safely to put their uh, Judaism on display for the world to see, and we should uh, we should do so proudly. Like uh, like my dear cousin in Istanbul says, Inshallah, God willing. <laughs> Very good. Take care. Good talking to you. It, it was almost a one-side conversation, Eliezer, this week. <laughs>